Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. The early signing period is upon us, and if you're just new to this whole recruiting thing, this is probably about as wild of a ending as SMU could potentially have that I've seen through through my years in covering this team. And we're going to tee it all up for you guys on this podcast and kind of break down where things are at. And then also at the end of this podcast, when we kind of wrap it up, there's going to be a VIP portion of the podcast that you can find on PonyStampede.com. So look for that um, on Pony Stampede if you're a VIP subscriber. We're going to have that part of the podcast on the website. So only for VIP subscribers, a final prediction piece, and all those things on the uh, on the on on Pony Stampede. So look for that. And without further further ado, let's jump right in to kind of the lay of the land for the recruiting class as the early signing period is set to begin on Wednesday. SMU hosted four official visitors this weekend with quarterback commit Raylan Sharp from Allen and offensive line commit Ben Sparks from Norman making their way over to SMU. They were also joined by Marshall, Texas wide receiver Savion Williams and Blinn Junior College wide receiver Danny Gray. They were all in Dallas for those official visits that wrapped up on Sunday. We'll kind of see where the dust settles on, on both Danny Gray and Savion Williams as SMU looks to add a wide receiver or two in the 2020 recruiting class for sure. Uh, everything went really well with Braylon Sharp and Ben Sparks, both pretty solid in their commitments heading into the week. But uh, the really the all eyes are going to be on Gray and Williams as they get ready uh, to make decisions and and look, I mean, when you when you talk about Savion Williams, he's a 6'5", 200-pound, uh, four-star wide receiver that was committed to Arkansas, backed off that pledge after Chad Morris got fired, and SMU's been recruiting him for a while. And then Danny Gray is, is now the number two wide receiver in the junior college rankings on 24-7 sports, and he's been committed to TCU since the summer. And SMU's made up a lot of ground, has done a really good job recruiting him and his entire family, and can, you know, pull this off potentially, I think. It's a real threat for SMU uh, to land uh, Danny Gray, especially I think that's kind of the one that I would circle out of those two. I think Savion Williams is probably going to end up signing late, so he'll kind of be one to watch in the spring. But SMU did a great job recruiting him. If you if you follow him on Twitter, he, he posted a picture with the horses out at the equestrian center, him riding them. Uh, he, he was, um, he's a big, big, you know, horse kind of junkie, I guess, and, and and works with them out in East Texas. And so that was really cool for the staff to get him and his family out there to the Equestrian Center and to use the Equestrian team to kind of help recruit Savion Williams and, and try, try to make a splash with him. But we'll be following him and seeing what will happen with him. And then on the wide receiver front, uh, I placed a new crystal ball in for Thad Johnson out of Beaumont Westbrook. He's really one of the best receivers that's – uncommitted in the country and and somebody I think that could rise up potentially into that four-star rating on 24-7 sports. He's just on the the fringe. He's a high three-star right now, but he had another strong season, over a thousand yards for Beaumont Westbrook, and he's been really quiet. He hasn't really taken too many visits. There's been other teams trying to court him, but as of now, things are kind of trending nicely for SMU. So uh, I put that uh, on that, uh, I put that, that crystal ball in uh, for Thad Johnson to land at SMU and 
and we'll kind of see uh, if that does come to fruition. But right now, uh, there's a lot of confidence that he ends up in this class, which would be a huge land, uh, kind of a James Prochet type of replacement for SMU there on the, on the wide receiver front. Kind of a weird situation that happened heading into the weekend, but Houston Westfield running back Kendall Taylor announced a commitment to SMU, and I, I talked with some folks around you know the SMU side, and, and they kind of cleared up that he's not a commitment in this 2020 class. There's a lot of things going on with him that he's going to have to clean up and take care of before he could potentially be even considered a commitment. So uh, I would not read too much into that. SMU right now not looking like it's going to take a 2020 running back. They'll probably dip into the transfer portal. They've got two young running backs in TJ McDaniel and Ulysses Bentley that they love on the roster. And so uh, I'm not expecting Kendall Taylor to end up at SMU at this point. But he is one to monitor. I mean, he's had discussions with the staff, but he's got a lot of work to do to end up at at SMU. So uh, he's not a commitment for the 2020 class and don't expect him to be signing. As far as remaining targets go uh, for this class, here, here's, a, here's the deal. You're done at offensive line. You're done at tight end with Kedrick James coming in uh, as a transfer in the fall. You've got your quarterback in Raylan Sharp, and you've got three wide receivers out there that can legitimately be considered top targets for SMU and Savion and Thad and Danny Gray. And then on the other side of the ball, they're still recruiting Kari Coleman really hard out of New Orleans trying to get him to, to flip from Kansas to SMU. They're battling Tennessee, TCU, the most for him. And it'll be interesting to see what happens on, on Wednesday because he is. Uh, they have been pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to get him to flip. And it's just kind of something where you'll see where the chips fall. But I don't think he's going to sign with Kansas. He'll end up somewhere else. He's, he's taken a, a TCU and a Tennessee official visit. He canceled his Vanderbilt visit this weekend, uh, this past weekend. So he's done taking visits. He's I think closing in on a final decision and uh, we'll kind of see how, how things go with him. And then Devere Levelston, the Tyler junior college defensive lineman is still out there, still hasn't publicly committed to SMU yet, but I got my crystal ball in for him. So I I think things are in a good spot there. And then uh, we'll, we'll kind of monitor, you know, I think SMU still wanting a corner. I, I don't, I don't hold much confidence that they're going to get one during the early signing period. Jacorian Bennett seems to be down to Maryland and Mississippi State, and and he was kind of the big name that they had been pursuing, had him in for an official visit over the summer and, and have been pushing for him, but it uh, doesn't appear that they're going to land him. Jamoy Hodge is one uh, junior college linebacker that had been committed to Nebraska. It doesn't There's not a ton of confidence there, but SMU has been still recruiting him and, and trying to beat out TCU, Louisville, uh, some 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 schools like those before he ends up signing early, and then Krishan Brown out of Oklahoma City, who I've talked about before on the board, uh, is going to stick with Kansas from what it seems like. So uh, those are kind of the remaining targets out there that that I've that we're watching really closely come Wednesday and seeing where things play out. Uh, a thing to kind of remember about this class is SMU is going to have two gray shirts enroll in January and, and Henry Mossberg and, and Warren Walls. Mossberg tours ACL last year, late, late in the year at South Lake Carroll. And so they opted to have him gray shirt and, and recover and then start his clock in January and count um, towards that class. And then um, Warren Walls had some paperwork and, 
you know, kind of issues that didn't allow him to enroll. So he's another one that again will come in in, in January. So that's good. You know, I think I think SMU by my count is going to have about nine new offensive linemen on on board in January coming in to compete for time, which is an incredible job just turning over that position for SMU. And then and then on the other side of things, Walls, that's a third defensive end, defensive tackle type of type of guy uh, that they can bring in to to potentially um, you know, shore up that front. His clock will just get started. And, and get him in and work with work with Kaz and start getting bigger and ready to go uh, for for the 2019 season. So that's kind of the high level look at the recruiting class, kind of where things stand coming coming down the stretch into the early signing period. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast, answer some subscriber questions, and and kind of see uh, a, a look around at at Houston and TCU as well, and kind of how things are going for them um, down the stretch here too. So. With that, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede podcast. We'll be right back after this. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I was asked uh, by one of our Pony Stampede subscribers to kind of do a look back a little bit on the 2018 class that has now been on campus for for two football seasons and, and kind of assess where things stand with, with that class. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll start with this, and this stood out to me, that the four, well, the five highest rated players in the class have done zero for SMU. Whether it was Levon Livingston not even lasting really through an you know an entire season, or Jared Miles not lasting an entire summer, Shabazz Dotson and Travion Johnson have have uh, been hurt in Dotson's case, and then Johnson has kind of been in the doghouse, and then Tamaric Williams has played at times, but he hasn't really you know become this this bulldozing kind of running back that they were hoping for when when they decided to to keep him on board and and sign him and. Uh, it just hasn't clicked for him, and so I'm interested to see what happens with Tameric as he gets into his redshirt sophomore year, and and certainly SMU will be looking for somebody to step up at the running back position. But as of now, he hasn't really done much at all. And then when you go down the list and you look at Will Brown, uh, he obviously he's he's recovering from from surgery this fall and and redshirted, and then Ben Redding has been getting more and more playing time for SMU, and I I, I think he's going to end up being a really good player down the line. Preston Ellison plays a lot. Uh, he's kind of one of the heir apparents at the at the linebacker spot potentially for Patrick Nelson. Uh, Trevor Denbo has contributed uh, as well. He's been starting for for the Mustangs as as did Robert Hayes, whose career is now now up. Darren Brown um, 
hasn't done anything at all uh, out of Converse Judson, one of their their defensive tackle additions. Gary Wiley and and Bo Morris have been huge for for SMU. Gary Wiley probably he thought maybe you'd see him have a bigger impact this fall, but he's certainly somebody that in the later parts of his career I think is going to come on even more and more uh, as he continues to to you know develop. Jimmy Phillips is somebody who plays a lot for SMU, as is J.C. Rispress. And then Jalen Thomas is, is SMU's all-conference left tackle and, and has started you know, pretty much since since he got uh, to SMU. He took over, I think, what, four games in uh, to his true freshman season at the left tackle spot, or at the right tackle spot, and then they moved him to the left tackle. So he's been excellent. Terry Keyes has been hurt and, and, and red-shirted uh, his freshman year after, after an off-the-field accident he got into. And, and so we'll kind of continue to monitor his development. And then Terrence Newman is, is figures to be a plug in the middle uh, for SMU after they lose a bunch of defensive tackles to to graduation this year. And then Nick Dennis, who just graduated uh, or is graduating, is going to be um, was was a two year starter. So he worked out really well. So the bottom two recruits in that class, Terrence Newman and Nick Dennis, kind of panned out fairly well. I'd I'd say uh, when you're looking at SMU and kind of how they went about assembling that class. But yeah, it's it's a class that hasn't really had a lot of star power, I would say. I think Jalen Thomas is probably the only one that, that you'd sit here and say so far has been a star. But it is still early. It's still early in, in this class. And, you know, you, you, you got the talent in, in guys like Travion Johnson and Shabazz Johnson that they could kind of come around, maybe figure things out, get it together, and, and contribute at a, at a high level. So we'll kind of keep watching those guys and, and see see how things work. But back to uh, the current recruiting class and – I was asked if I think SMU is going to end up with some California recruiting ties and try to recruit Cali, and and I think more so they've they've done it on the walk-on front. They've done a they've done a good job recruiting walk-ons out of there, and and then they've got Mason Mastroff out of California. Kobe Bryant uh, was out of a Cal- California junior college, and then but but overall, I mean, with Sonny Dykes having spent time at Cal and David Grew having been out there as well on Sunny staff. I don't necessarily think it's enough to create some Cali ties, but uh, the staff has kind of shown that they're okay with going out of state and getting other players. And if that means going to California for a good player, they'll be open to it. Um, they got Mastroff in this class. They got Nelson Paul out of Florida in the class before. They've got a lot of out-of-state flavor kind of more regionally in this class with guys like Aaron Smith and Ben Sparks and Dalton Perdue and, and other guys like that. But um, overall, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily think it's going to become an emphasis with SMU. Kind of looking over Houston's class, I was asked kind of how things are trending for them, and I think they're in for, for a decent finish. Uh, the big highlight for them would be would be Stacy Sneed, who's formerly committed to, to Colorado and certainly has been, um, yeah, I think, one of the better better running backs in 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 the state of Texas over the last couple of years, he's been really good, but it, I, I, I think he ends up, you know, going to Houston. I, I put a crystal ball pick in, he was on campus this weekend and, um, you know, I just, I, I feel like he's going to end up there. So that'll be a nice close for them at running back. And then other than that though, their class is pretty much set. So they're not, you know, creating a, a ton of buzz, but they're, they're ending up with, you know, pretty good haul for them. I think they're seventh in the AAC right now. Um, and overall, we haven't seen, I think, too many recruiting battles between 
SMU and, and Houston, I think, in this class for the most part, I'd say. Um, but I do think you'll kind of start to see that more and more. I mean, if anything, I mean, Marcus Smith was one that that SMU battled um, battled Houston for and, and won. Um, you know, Carl Taylor had a Houston Houston offer. So, I mean, they had some, but you never know, like, what's kind of a, you know, uh, head-to-head battle. Uganda Nana was actually one that, that Houston won that SMU really liked a lot. The Arlington Seguin uh, offensive tackle, who's, who's I think is going to be a really good player at the next level. Um, but yeah, other than that, they really didn't battle, I think, too much head-to-head uh, in terms of true, I think, targets in this class. Um, and But they've got a, a decent decent class kind of built up, and we'll kind of see how they finish out uh, before you know assessing it in the final final run but on the uh on the on the tcu front um they've got a really good class i think number 40 nationally fourth in the big 12 um and and i love kind of the top half of tcu's class now i think when you look at it how does danny gray fit in there he's their number four he's their number yeah four fourth highest rated commitment in the 2020 class uh, so if, if he leaves and signs with SMU, that could be a hit for TCU. Um, but for the most part, uh, they do have some guys that they're that they're in on late. Quentin Johnson is is a uh, Johnston is a, is a wide four star wide receiver they're in on, um, and 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 he that would bring TCU into into the top thirty overall classes in the country. Bud Clark is a Louisiana safety four star. That they're, I think, going to end up landing, um, so they'll they'll kind of they'll end up, um, you know, with 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 a good haul there. So it it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see kind of how how things play out with with TCU and 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 look. I mean, they're battling SMU for Jamoy Hodge and and Kari Coleman uh, down the stretch here, and it'll be interesting to see if they can land them. Obviously. Um, if SMU lands Danny Gray, that's a big blow. That's a direct flip. That's somebody both of those staffs really want. So we'll keep an eye on on TCU's class. But overall, I mean, they're they're recruiting really well. Um, but in terms of their late offers, which was kind of what I was asked about, I don't I don't think it's actually, you know, I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think I was surprised that they offered Kari Coleman so late, just because they recruit Louisiana fairly well. Um, but on the other side of that, I mean, Jamoy Hodge was kind of a late, late recruiting guy in general, and so it'll uh, it'll kind of be interesting um, to see how how things end up um, with with TCU um, and especially Danny Gray. That's that's kind of one of those one of those big time big time guys that. If SMU can flip, that'll that'll put them on the map for sure uh, to finish out this 2020 recruiting class. So with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But if you're a Pony Stampede subscriber, stay tuned. You can listen to more on the 2020 recruiting class, kind of a VIP edition of the podcast, in just a couple seconds. There will be some dead air, and then you can uh, continue to listen to that. Uh, on Pony Stampede. You can find that on the YouTube link that I posted um, for this podcast. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. 
And uh, keep it locked on Pony Stampede for the latest uh, on SMU's finish to the 2020 recruiting class.